Peace and blessings, good people, and welcome to Father Share the Podcast on Fatherhood in 20 today. I am your host, Fleming. And I'm Ms. Vaughn. And today, um, you know, y'all don't re- usually introduce the guests, but I'm gonna go ahead and introduce them today because this is family. So um today we have special guests with us, uh G, Gerald, and Corey. Sorry, G and G and Corey, thank you for y'all for coming back. Gerald, welcome. For the first time, so I am very happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> now, so with this, um, this is going to be a little bit different than what we normally do. So I'm handing the host rights for today over to our wonderful co-host, Miss Vaughn, and I'm part of the the panel. So yeah, Thought nervous, you- nervous. Who me? Nah. <laughs> Okay, so the reason why I really wanted to do this um, particular episode is that we have had um, a couple of conversations and you've always talked about your brothers and your crew back home and how much of an impact they have really made not only in your life, but also um, in you being a dad. So I thought, because this is Father's Day, happy Father's Day, gentlemen. Happy Father's Day. Thank you. I thought this would be a very, not only interesting, but a way to celebrate not only you all's friendship, but you all's friendship throughout the years. So that's kind of what all of this is about. So thank y'all for participating in my little experiment. Get ready, okay? (laughs) All right. Thank you. you. Let's go. go. So, how long have you all actually been friends? Like, oh shit! I mean, all of you all are like 115 years old. So, like, (laughs) so that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. (laughs) No, it it, it's it's been 20 plus years. Yeah. 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 Like like all of us met like yeah, like I met G first, but I met Gerald through G and then Corey came, you know, but Corey knew okay, so we're just gonna go with twenty years. Got it. Okay, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah twenty is twenty is right. a safe twenty is a safe number. Twenty is a safe number. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's low balling it. Big time, but yeah. okay, we're just it kind of is, but it's okay. That's so low balling, but um, yeah. So, my first question to each <laughs> of you is What has the impact of you all's friendship been on fatherhood? I can, I can start that off actually, please, Corey. <laughs> okay, so, um, first and foremost, it's it's really easy for me to actually answer this question because my daughter's godfather is actually on the panel. So being able to have an opportunity to see how he raised, yeah, that, that would be G. I'm sorry, in case I didn't mention <laughs> uh, But 
having an opportunity to see how he raises his daughter and having enough conversations to know that we share values that are really important to me when it comes to parenting and being able to discuss certain topics with with your child and having an understanding that in the event that I'm not actually there to to answer these questions or to or to be that person, whatever the case may be, or, if you know, uh, just being real. Sometimes you get into it with your kids and you want to make sure that they have someone safe that they can call. So he's literally been a second father to my daughter, you okay. know, and knowing him well enough to know where those values lie, because I have, as we said, lowballing it 20 years worth of experience of people not only expressing, but acting on those values. I mean, that's, I don't know if I can say I made a, if I can say there's a bigger impact than saying I literally chose a replacement from this group. God, I pray for you. That is. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. I got an Android. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Same question. Yeah. Um. It's it's funny that G is actually the nuclear. Um. Surrogate for all of our kids. That's that's kind of crazy, but that's the role he 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 falls into. Um, how it's impacted my fatherhood is um, number one. I got I got a lot of examples first because all everybody had kids before me, and so I was just kind of able to see what uh you know some some snippets from all of them that they uh exhibited in their relationships with mothers the children's mothers as well as how they interacted with the kids and you know i kind of be i'm able to pull from all of that being um you know the last one in the in the fray to have children okay fleming i'm gonna say the best for that Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, much to Gerald's point, I, I, I watched what G did. I've seen what what Corey's done as a dad. Um, Seth, man, Seth was like first one really to like <laughs> really do it, and just um just conversations with 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 that cat alone definitely that de- definitely helped and and honestly it's the for me being the one that's that's furthest away it's it's definitely has had it's challenges. They're always there, you know. Like like Dwayne, even Dwayne. Dwayne has me on Facetime, and and for whatever reason, he'll Facetime me, and he gets he gets the kiddo, and so that's that's his that's his opportunity to go ahead and and pour into to him. When we did the road trip, we stayed at G's house, and that was very um, just a, a wonderful um, experience, you know, and, and just the conversations that, that that we've that we've had. So yeah, they they definitely have impacted. Acted, uh my life as a as a dad tremendously. G. Me? Okay. Yes. Now, now we, um, come on, break it to the. You know what? It's actually it's actually really simple. Um, for me, I lost my dad when I was young, and I remember as a kid how lonely that felt, not really knowing who I could lean on or who I could depend on, or um, not having that be a clear resource for me. I knew as I got older, I want to have kids of my own and I didn't want them to have those questions. And any person that is close to me, I wanted their kids not to have those questions. I want them to know they can call me. I want them to know I'm available. I want them to know that. And I want my daughter 
which she does, knows that about all of these fellas. So I think for me, that was a, a very important factor because I thought about what if I get removed from the picture? Does her life have to become more insta- uh, unstable or will she be able to lean on these people who are brought into her life? So that's kind of what it was for me. Okay, so then since we're talking about the kids, how many kids is amongst the group? So how many children is it total? And then what's the age range? Oh, is mm. it that many? Because everybody is taking a step back. Are we? <laughs> is it that many? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We could we could make this a soft twenty two if y'all want. It's to. probably like twenty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Because it's, it's five. It's some it's populating five Negroes right here, boy. It's, it's five just here. So, I mean, you know, we can go from that. Yeah, Corey, yeah we can but... say a, a soft twenty-two. We're gonna yeah, say a soft twenty-two. That's yeah, we, we can call it. We could call it that. We could call it that. So then, what are the age ranges? <laughs> like, ooh, so the youngest would be. Um, well, let's see. Casey turned Casey? six today. Casey turned six today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so Casey would be the youngest. Hey. The oldest would Happy be. Happy birthday, Casey! Happy birthday, Casey! Happy birthday, nephew! Yeah, I let I let mm-hmm. him know. The oldest might be. Is anybody older than Amara? Because Alice it's is probably Amara. Amara is the oldest. Okay. So, so from twenty-six okay. to five. Yeah, twenty-six to six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From twenty-six to six. So that's why we're saying we're lowballing the friendship because if the oldest is 26 and y'all been in each other's lives since the 1800s, 1640? I mean, yeah, hey. we right. It's just you know, <laughs> right. So when right. the, bitch trying to get trying and to get and, uh, and everybody don't know who their kids is. <laughs> I mean, let's go that out there. You know, these these Negroes, boy. Yeah, okay, they was young ones. We did do soft twenty two. We said it's all 22. Somebody that now is pregnant. So, or if you got special special guests that are going to chime in later and we just go 23, 24 until people stop calling, then it is what it is. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Um, How did did fatherhood change you all's friendship? Mm. Like, because at one time it was... From my understanding, you guys were young and y'all was, you know, about that business. And then life came. So then how did that, how did that change how you guys not only interacted with each other? Fleming, go ahead. We'll start off with you first. You know what? To be honest with you, it didn't really. If anything, it made us closer. Like we, we all... It's uh, we we definitely were on some Wu Tang type shit. I mean, you know, like my see Mary, you'll see, like you know, like that was that was literally just the mindset. So it, nothing, nothing as far as our demeanor really changed. You know, like I mean, we still went out, <laughs> you know, but sometimes we'd be out just with the kids. <laughs> that's that, that's it. You know, I mean, it's always been. Y'all had a new version of play dates. Y'all going to the club look a little different. I mean, no, what, what, I can, what I can say is that <laughs> always, always had a family dynamic. It's always been a family unit. So when kids, so when kids, but y'all wasn't kicking it at Baskin Robbins and Chuck E. Cheese. Like y'all wasn't doing that. Yeah, we were. So, was nope. that a, was that a question or a statement? <laughs> 
No, but seriously, like. <laughs> Wait, so when like y'all hung out with each other, y'all was kicking it at Bass for Again, we have a family nucleus. Like, <laughs> right. This is family. right because re- I mean, remember the the question you asked? How old? Right. The oldest one is twenty six. The friendship is twenty plus years. There was always a child in the mix. Always. You know. Mm. So, so yeah, Basket Robbins, Chuck E. Cheese, and all that was a part of the journey. It's a part of the mix, yeah. <laughs> I gotta get my breaks done. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a I'ma be honest. I learned what I learned is is that just because you like a family dynamic, the people with the kids don't always want to bring the kids. So sometimes you'd be like, hey, come through, let's kick it. And they'd be like, I ain't got nobody to watch the kids. You'd be like, bring the kids. But they like, no, nah, man, this is my channel. <laughs> so I learned that you got to make sure that it's a good time for folk to bring the kids. Because if it were up to me, I would always be like, bring the kids. You know, it don't matter where we go. Um, Corey, I'll go to jail last. <laughs> wow. Um, um, yeah, I kind of, I kind of, I pretty much agree with, with them in terms of the dynamic didn't change a whole lot because there's never been a part of our friendship where there wasn't at least one child present. So really it was just a matter of, as as more ch- children came into the fold, this was just going to be more regular that there was going to be, you know, a child around. So obviously we came into our friendship going to annual birthday parties. There just became more. Obviously, we came into our friendship having picnics or, as you say, ice cream dates. There was just going to be more. So it really didn't change our association with one another because it was kind of like we're just wondering who's next. So our dynamic never really changed like that. Because it was always, you know, always somebody had had a kid involved and they were just going to be a part of the crew. That's just what it was. So, yeah, I mean. Uh, Gerald. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and, and, and again, it's, it's just always been a part of it. I think um, and then for the most part, it's been roses. Maybe one situation, like I said, when Big Don changes ringtone for me to I ain't fucking with you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was pissed at me. <laughs> but I think family had a part to do it. He took it as a slight, but like, no, family comes first, you know? And so maybe why do, maybe why that was, might your, have been the only rocket situation. Right. Why did you get your ringtone changed again? <laughs> and I, uh, I, I don't even remember the exact situation, but whatever it is, I pissed him I off to the point of the highest level of festivity. And <laughs> yeah, that was it. Tell he me, because I know here. it had to do family first. He yeah. came out here, and you didn't make it out to go see him. And that well, was that would do time. it. That's the that second time it. he made it out here, and he was in uh, Chester, and he was fired up. Because he was it. like, you ain't came to see him. But you had stuff going on, like you said, family first. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So I'm going to safely assume that you guys are definitely uncles and surrogates to um, your basketball. I mean, really, this is a whole football team. So basically, That's right. <laughs> to, to your football team. Because y'all got some reserve. Y'all got injury reserves and everything. So y'all, this is a whole football team. So yeah. how is it that you all go about engaging in each other's kids? And is there a, 
a limit to the level of interaction that you all have with each other's kids? I would say a limit only based on that there's a limit to the level of interaction that we can have each other have with each other now because everybody's life is dynamic and the directions that it's taken has been different in terms of availability and things like that. But um, I mean, I, I have never I've never had a situation where there's been like a hard line established in terms of uh, like a don't say that to my son or a don't say that to my daughter or a no they can't do this no they can't do that. I don't recall there ever actually having having been one except maybe some pushback with G because he's too loose with the fatherly rules with in his oh, godfather no. responsibilities. No, no. So other than that, <laughs> Candy was part of the plan. No, see, see, because I know as soon as she says Papa said, then I know I'm about to have to argue with this dude. So it's it's a problem. But other than that, yeah, I don't I don't I don't recall ever having like a a hard line established in that way um, at all. And like I said, the only thing that really limits the limits access is that, again, we obviously aren't spending nine days a week with each other like we were back in the day now. So, I mean, that's really the only difference. Okay, Jig, go on here because it looked like you got something. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, honestly, I'm gonna say the hardest part is probably for myself is like now. So you take Lil Cuzzo, you take Josh and Micah, the age that they're at. I need to do more to initiate interaction between them, so that the, so that the bond is solidified. Mm -hmm. The bond that was built by their parents bringing me to the table for them as somebody they could trust has to be solidified by me. That's something mm -hmm. that I am learning because as they get older, like like my daughter, she talks to probably a big tone like every day. And that's OK, because that's what I want. But what I realize is tone puts a lot of work in to create that interaction with her. So I realized that I need to do more to create that interaction. Okay. Gerald? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just got a second that. It's, it's um, you know, I'm, I'm probably the worst at um, the interactions with all the kids. They, they always know I'm there. They always know they have the, the, the uh, access to me. But as far as me reaching out all the time, I'm bad at it. And uh, that's just honest. It's like even now I'm in a car because I'm doing daddy duties. My kids are out here, you know, and it, not excuses, just saying. You juggle more than like one thing at a time. Do more. Yeah, and it, it, it does get a little little overwhelming at times. And um, But the babies know I love them, so a lot of times I, I do have to be that, that uncle that comes with, you know, here's a couple of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's the money. You know, to, to separate for the time. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, <Fleming. laughs> Um, Definitely, uh, you know, for that uh that that aspect i mean it's it's a little bit difficult you know especially for me I, i'm the furthest one away so i'm i'm a whole three thousand miles away from from all of it you know um but 
at, at the same time to what G stated, like, you know, it in I think if if anything during these times has definitely shown us the importance of uh, making sure that we are connected. Right. Um, and honestly, it for for us as the as the fathers and as 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 the the tight knit knit crew definitely probably not even probably, but definitely making it a point to, you know, start really maybe doing some things more you know active proactive as far as you know i mean shoot zoom zoom calls you know facetimes whatever you know um and just you know and it doesn't have to be be a long long period of time i mean it could just be you know for for a good hour just sort of kind of chop it up so everybody can see everybody so but one thing one thing i do want to add that um that nobody really touched on the the older generation of our kids do an excellent job of reaching out to their uncles True. like for yeah. for like amar <laughs> so like jay uh like g's daughter amar yeah. and jay's kids uh jade and like they reach out and be like uncle where are you at mm-hmm. layla my daughter will reach out and be like where have you been like mm-hmm. so the older gen- so on on one respect to kind of pat ourselves on the back, which means we did a good job when they were little. These are people that they now have the full expectation that you are here somewhere. And so when you're not, they actually miss it, which is actually, you know, it's kind of a good thing to see, especially like now with social media, there'll be a picture and then there'll be an inbox message like, uh, where's the thumbs up at? Like, where, where the fuck you doing? Well, how busy you been? Like, <laughs> like for real will happen. You know what I mean? So like, right. to me, that's, that's just, that just says that, that we don't get into the play cousin, play uncle. Like that is uncle Chris. That is uncle Gerald. That is uncle G. That is uncle J. Like they are not playing about that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They sound a little territory. Ask my daughter, ask my daughter who just turned 18 about when she decided she wanted to introduce a boyfriend to somebody and what her birthday party looked like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was like, she, you know, she told him I got uncles and he thought she was playing until they all showed up. <laughs> He didn't hop far enough. already. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was from the from the DJ to the door. It was ugly. <laughs> you know what you get coming in here. Oh my gosh. You know what you get coming coming in here. Just mm-hmm. oh yeah 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 yeah. It is what it is. Right. Wow. <laughs> um. That y'all just really did that boy like that. Just okay. Um, that was his fault. <laughs> it really was. So we had a um <laughs> we recently had a conversation in Clubhouse that kind of is leading to my second question. Um we were talking about because you guys are surrogates to each other's kids, what is the feeling or what is I guess you guys rule of thumb in Say, for instance, one child coming to you about something that the parent doesn't know. Like, they're coming to you in confidence. So how is it that... Right. Damn, you done touched on something, boy. (laughs) How how is that? Because, again... Do we have room for other guests? (laughs) (laughs) What, this needs to be a part two? But no, the reason, but no, the reason why I'm saying this is, is that I'm a surrogate. 
like I am, you know, I'm a surrogate. I'm auntie to my friends, kids and stuff like that. It's always interesting to me to see how different parents use, i.e. me, a surrogate in certain situations and in certain things. So because I'm talking to, you know, a group of brothers and a group of men and you guys are uncles, how is it that as my uncle, me coming to you, informing you or just talking to you about something and I'm talking to my uncle, not my dad's, not my dad's friend, my uncle. I'd like to go first. G, I like to go first. (laughs) (laughs) So here's how I see it. Okay. As far as my daughter goes, she can call any one of these men and talk to them about anything. Okay. How G decides to do it is at the end of that conversation, I'd be like, you know, we got to talk to your dad, though, right? Like, we ain't got to do it right now. But at some point, we have to have this conversation with your dad. I'll be with you if that's necessary. I'll even do most of the talking if that's what you need me to do. But at some point we have to talk to your dad because it's not fair if I'm being used as kind of like a safe. Whereas this father doesn't get to experience these things. Kids are about highs and lows. Not Mm -hmm. everything you go experience about them is going to be good. So you have to learn how to deal with the lows or the shocks or sometimes the things that you don't want to hear or, you know, things that might not have met your expectation. You have to learn how to deal with those and still motivate your kids to move forward. But if I don't get that opportunity because you robbed me of it, because you didn't reunite, you have got to force it, but just reinforce, hey, that conversation needs to happen. For me, that's very important. Like, okay. they can tell me anything, but I'll tell them, hey, we got to talk to your dad because your dad going to kick my ass if you find out I know this. And you and he don't. Like, at some point, we got to tell him. That's me. Who would like to go? Uh, so I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll uh-huh. go ahead and add, add <laughs> on to that statement. Um, <clears throat> so of course, a step one is the we have to have a conversation with your dad portion of this. And usually saying we, as far as our kids go, I can't speak for outside of here. As far as our kids go, though, having that support in the conversation will help most of our kids, especially because they know a the person they're talking to and be the person they're about to approach. And then in addition to that, the way that I personally handle it is let's just say let's just say this is us is something between let's just say me and Gerald let's just call it that I get off the phone with his son after having said you know we got to talk to your dad my next phone call is to Gerald saying your son told me this thing in confidence which means and now see this is something that I don't know if you could put out there as a general rule of thumb our friendship works within these boundaries because we do have lines we don't cross. So if I call him and say, your son told me this thing in confidence, the next thing I'm going to hear is not a son, a call from his son saying, but I told you in confidence, Gerald's going to respect that. What I just said to him, because the most important thing is what we're putting above all of it is the safety and welfare of the child. The That's next right. time they don't tell anyone if he violates mm-hmm. this trust, you know? So I think we have that understanding that 
is a i'm gonna tell tell his son hey we got to talk to your dad and then i'm gonna make a phone call to gerald saying this is what me and your son just talked about but i'm gonna co- holler at him so that we bring this to you act surprised damn near you know what i mean like i was so, just about to say that i was like so are we doing an element of surprise because right now it sounds like dad knows but Okay. Okay. As long as we got the element of surprise in there. Okay. See, I, I just can't for me for me personally, and I know it's you know nearing that part, but for me personally, I just I'm never gonna allow the I'm never gonna allow either relationship to violate the other. We we had rules in place before the kids were in place, with the exception of one or two of them. You know, so <laughs> the only reason you get to be a crew like this is because there were guidelines and stipulations in place, whether spoken or unspoken, that once violated do actually have consequences. We don't got to get into that part, but it just is what it is. Gerald? Yeah, no. Um, and I'm for- fortunate, unfortunate, but I have not had with any of their children to come to me with, with no jaw jawbreaker, nail biter, or what have you. I have yet to have that experience. So... Um, However, what Corey said is still true if and when that experience does arise. And the same for my children. You know, my prayer is that it goes to some one of these guys in this circle because I, I, I trust them with the information. I trust them to handle it correctly. I trust the kids. I trust my kids with their lives, both spiritually, mentally, and physically. Let me wrap it on up. Yeah, well, I mean, I was part of that call. So <laughs> uh, you know, with, with that, it's definitely, uh, again, echoing what it is that's been stated. We we have we have a commonality uh, to, to, to what Corey stated. Like, I mean, you don't you don't have a friendship for this long without really going through some shit. I mean, we've been through some shit. <laughs> And, and I mean, and that's not to necessarily go in too far, far detail past that. So mm-hmm. we've made mistakes. We've gotten pissed at each other. You know what I'm saying? We've, 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 we've fucked up and we've had to sit there and swallow pride and come back and sit down and talk about it, talk about it, hash it out. So everything in which it is that we experienced uh, within the course of our, you know, of, of building our bond is the same thing in which it is that we, carry to, to this day so and, and we we extend that to the kids you know so when they do pick up the phone it's just like you're talking to literally an extension of me it just looks different it may say it different you may, you may even feel a little bit more comfortable with it because it doesn't look like like, like me it's kind of like what what uh um rashid said right like our children are always going to look at us and see dad so in that moment, it's like, you know, well, let me go talk to Uncle Gerald. Or let me go talk, talk to Uncle Corey. Or let me go talk, talk to Uncle G. Because they because they look different then, but they don't really know at that time that like, yeah, but the mentality is still the same because we've all talked. So if, if, so if the kiddo does pick up the phone and call any one of them, I have no worries not a worry in the, in, in, in the world because I know that the advice that he's going to get is going to be so solid that it's like it, it, it's, it's almost as if it came from me. So there's that. Okay. 
I like it. Although I still think from Gerald is standing on shaky ground, but you know, that's neither here nor there. But I will say that that just speaking as bluntly as I can, that G and I have gone through this and have seen it handled properly and have seen it handled improperly. And we'll just leave it at that. Enough to know that the majority of us should know what those principles, values, guidelines, et cetera, are that we stand on, that what what can make you so comfortable about this is that I shouldn't have to say certain things to you. That's the, that's what makes me comfortable if Layla calls one of them. That's what makes me comfortable if Cameron calls one of them, is that there's certain things that I shouldn't have to beat their phone call to get into your head before they call you. Right. And and again, like I said, it's it's not to get super, super specific, but I, I will, right. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> if I could just if I could just real quick just add, I think what's important between especially between us is we all respect the seat of fatherhood. And I think that's where those boundaries come from, because we understand that regardless of how the, the kid may feel in that situation, we understand that the first level of safety and security starts with the parent. So even if you bypass them to talk to me, my next thing is going to be we have to talk to dad because the solution is going to start with dad. It's not going to start with me. Right. I can't just take this kid and be like, we're going to go do this because I'm not the parent. So I think it's important that the, to understand our respect for fatherhood is what allows us to smooth out those boundaries and be able to deal with issues without really even having to be specific about it because we understand that you don't want to undermine another father being a father. I don't want to cripple another father. I don't want to cut your legs out and have your kids thinking that all they have to do is call Uncle G to solve their problems. I want them to understand that calling Uncle G is always available, but the solution is always going to start with that. Right. So we have to include them. As long as they're not asking for candy, nigga. <laughs> I asked you after. So yeah, after after she was already doing cartwheels and backflips and double handsprings and all the shit, but we're not gonna get into that right now. But I asked you, <laughs> <laughs> is she allergic to? You didn't tell me why you were asking. <laughs> so I had an experience not too long ago with my nephew, and we were having a conversation, and he asked me um, about a situation of private time. And my first kind of reaction to trying to ask this question, I was like, I don't know. Like, I literally had to call my people to be like, okay, he's asking me this question. It's a very kind of engaging question. And I don't know how to answer that. So my question is to you guys is how do you all deal with that? Um, in this group, like if your kid comes to you with a question that you can't answer it, like, again, my nephew, he was having about private time and he was just like, well, how do you know you got it all? The first thing that came in my head was like, when you pass out. So it's just, but of course I didn't tell him that my question, my thing was that. (laughs) (laughs) That was, that was going to be next. Um, Back to my question. How is it that you guys do that? Like, do we have a powwow? Like, how are we, you know, because I'm sure you guys had some doozies where you were just like, we need a council meeting because <laughs> <laughs> I need to know an approach. 
Gerald? Well, you know, I mean, being all wise and all knowing and all. I knew that was Okay, I'm sorry. No, Gerald, you know. Go ahead. You know, I'm faced with little, you know, that I don't know. <laughs> Gee, go ahead. Clearly. No, you should, you should probably let him finish. And I try and I literally I try to give you a chance. And you give literally him. always you have you always do this. Him. And I give you a chance. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. I try. Yeah. No, you see, see, you, you alley up, I alley up, I dunk it. See, you just don't want to accept the information, okay? Okay, because oh it comes raw. And it comes unfiltered, okay? Okay, there's Gee. no limiter on this here, okay? Oh, so so when I bring it to you, you know, I lay it down, you got to pick it up. Okay, I lay it down, you got to pick it up. All right, but I digress. Go ahead, my brother. Oh, well, I'm gonna say, I got a three-point program that works for me. A three-point okay. program? Three-point program that works for me. Okay. Point number one, which is very, very important. When it comes to kids, I have a very, very good poker face. So I'll tell some kids some stuff and respond to something, and they will look at me and be like, I think he's serious. So even if it's not necessarily on the topic, I, my poker face helps. That's step one. Okay, step so step two. one is poker face. Got it. Poker face. I have a good poker face. Step two, because you don't ever want the kids to know that what they said shocked you. You don't ever want them to know they shocked you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you got to have a good poker face. So they tell you, yeah, I just killed that dude. You'd be like, hmm, did we order that pizza? Go ahead, go ahead and finish. You good poker face. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> and then there's step two. I watched a lot of Cosby show. Shock and all parenting always works, which means always keep your kids off balance. Whatever they're walking in the room expecting, meaning if they're coming in timid to tell you something, celebrate it. Why? Because they don't see that coming. If they come in and try to sneak something by you, oh, no, 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 no. Bust that wide open and put it on blast in front of everybody because they don't see it coming. Okay? Shock and all parenting is number two. So poker face is number one. Shock and all parenting is number two. And number three, the last part in my three-point program is, is misdirection. Like I said, I watched a lot of the Cosby show. Just because they're saying something, do you realize that if you interject a word that makes absolutely no sense, a lot of times you don't have to finish that conversation because y'all gonna end up talking about marshmallows instead of what y'all was talking about until you get reinforcements in the room. That's what I do, okay? Three point. Oh, shit. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Atlantis, my brother. Atlantis. Atlantis. That's what I do. <laughs> Gee, I thought she was really going to be better. I expected that from Daryl. Not from you. I did not. I did not the kids love that. me. That was just that was actually that was an example of what he was saying. That's he just he just did exactly what he said he does to the kids. He just did it to you. Basically. So he had a poker face. There it is. He had a poker face. So you thought what he was about to say was serious as fuck. Serious, right. Shock and awe, as though your question caught him off guard. Right. And then he became oh. Joe. 
The two Gs. I'm not wondering how it works. If you're wondering how it works in practice, you just got a full demonstration. Complete. (laughs) This is every time. (sighs) Corey or Flynn, are either you two going to come after that, or you just going on to the next one? No, it don't don't get no better than 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 three point program. So next time I'll never say something to you. Next time he say something to you and he's in right when he's getting in the middle, when his face is getting deep and he's getting deep into his question towards you, just say tell each other. <laughs> he's going to try to figure out <laughs> his whole thought process has just been completely thrown off. You are not yeah, saying <laughs> <laughs> what's funny though what's funny is the way that you the way that you asked that question what makes it hilarious is that we all have the assumption that we got correct information growing up do you know how much our parents and uncles and aunties bullshitted us Thank like you. you're Thank just you. about to regurgitate like i still have not had pneumonia one time but i should have had it all winter because i stayed losing jackets and shit like i'm just saying we like we got regularly bullshitted and we just take it as law now so we just need to figure out what our bullshit story is going to be so that they can tell it to their children ginger ale fixes everything right Right, ginger ale i I feel like i'm i might be growing aloe vera somewhere right now just to deal with COVID. like i'm just saying dude Castro, Castro, we had the three sixes. <laughs> no, that's the cod liver oil. That's cod liver oil. Cod liver oil. Thick like fish, take like fish, make it sick like I don't know what it is, boy. Yeah, I'm just saying, bullshit always works. Like here, yeah. oh god. So just, just you just give your best guess and just rock from there. But yeah, I don't, I don't have no serious answer for that. To be honest with you, yeah, seriously, clearly. <laughs> A bottle of peroxide and an, and, a, and another bottle of rubbing alcohol. That's it. There you go. That fixes everything. Robitussin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta have some Robitussin. You gotta have some Robitussin. And a nap. Don't discredit the nap. The nap is the sealer. So, so <laughs> Dude, I've had I've had homies die that have been recommended a nap after. Like this, it's not gonna bring this nigga back. But that's what they said. Right. Like, just take a nap. Just take a nap. Wow. A nap and some tea, nigga. Wow. <laughs> like some tea and a nap. It's like, but we were so close. <laughs> Two naps? Like, nigga, it was. <laughs> nah, that's I'm what it is. You're a therapist, dude. <laughs> oh, hey. God. Hey. So, so, so for, for your nap, you ask that. I'm scared of my therapist, too. Nigga, my dad is. You can't tell my parents that I was going to talk to no therapist, nigga. <laughs> like no, don't ask me anything. Right. <laughs> I don't ever want to walk in a counseling session and see a therapist with some nitol and a hammer behind his back. I'm cool. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. What was the next question? Oh, no, yeah, go ahead. No, for your nephew though. So next time, we, you know, to answer that question, just just tell him just drink some ginger ale. Tell a tubby. Just say it. There you go. That's how, that, that, that's how you know you got it all. Drink you some ginger ale. Yep. Ginger ale works. Or, or stop acting holier than thou and show him your porn collection. Okay? And that'll help it out. Damn, really? Okay. 
Oh my you said that was off limits. You said that was off limits. That was just fun. <laughs> nah, let me put you on a permanent. So what, what question? What's, what was the next question? Ms. Vaughn? Ms. Vaughn? Yeah. Okay. So, next question. Thank you. Thank um, you so much. How do you all hold each other accountable? Mm. Oh, God. That is an excellent question. That's mm-hmm. a. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what does that, what let, does that look let, like? Let Gerald start that. That was, that, was, that was a growth. That was a growth process because you got, you know, dudes all in the same, you know, age level and, and maturity growing together. That that was really a growth process. But when somebody figures something out, when when we when we talk about holding each other accountable, it was it, it has gone in, in 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 a bunch of different ways. Even up to coming to man, we we just gonna we gonna throw these hands because I I don't know what other way to deal with you, okay? But this has to be corrected. It, it's going up to that point up until now to where, I mean, now it's being grown, man, and being through some stuff. I, I think the answer is, is more definite. We can tell you now nah, you, and that ain't going to fly. Not being silent about the issue. That's, all, that's it. Yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. That's I, it. Well, I can, I want to add in a little bit to that too. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I think one thing that we have been excellent about, and this is literally like to a man is letting you know, that I actually have a standard for you. And it may be higher than the standard that you have for you. And I'm not basing it on bullshit. Come on. And this will this will actually come up in yeah. dialogue. Yeah. Like you will get the phone call. And one thing that since I've known all of these cats, man the fuck up will fly out of somebody's mouth faster than almost anything else. And that includes having the hard conversation with your boy because you're not my boy if you're not willing to say what make what might make me not be your boy tomorrow like that means we ended on the terms that we actually had in place that made us have this type of relationship in the first place so there's a standard you know our our crew i don't i don't know if you know, if the audience, you know, per se will know, but like our, our crew has like for real ass standards that you get held to and constant reminders. And again, that's to a person like, dude, you're better than that. Or dude, you're fucking up or dude, you're like, we regularly get these phone calls. So it's like they said to, to keep, to simplify it, it's definitely saying what you need to say, but it's, but it's more than that. It's like, I see something in you that you may not even see in you. And I need you to have enough trust in me that when I say it to you, you don't, you don't question certain parts in terms of my, my intent or what, what my, like me, me holding you to this standard can't put my character in question. Like I wouldn't call you to bullshit you. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have any blow smoke up your ass. Pockets. That's not what we do. Mm. You know what I mean? So, and that's both sides of the spectrum. It's a simple phone call. You know, how, you know how you got some people that like say if G got something on his on his mind, right? Which I do most of the time, right? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you call. What's not gonna happen? I'm not gonna get a call from Gerald talking about man. I just got off the phone with G, man. You know, and he thinking blah 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 yada 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 yada. Yeah, that shit doesn't happen. I'll get a phone call from G 
Because she's going to call, call me and be like, man, you know what? I just got through talking to Gerald. And so I was saying, blah, 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 yada, yada. And we sit there and we hash it out again. So now it's a it's a different perspective. And, you know, and it's funny because you mentioned it in New York. And you were like, you know, like, like I know, like, I know if I call Cuzzo that it's going to be, be logical. But I know if I call Gerald, it's going to be like, man, you fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's 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 literally the and, and we're probably both saying the same thing, but we're letting them know like, hey, right here in this moment, this is how you're looking at you because you're 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 closer to it, right? Like you're closer to the fire than we are right now. But I'm telling you, from what I've seen of you before, when you've been close to a fire. This is the nigga that that, that, that that shows up. So where is he at? And sometimes it's just that stark reminder, like, yeah, you know what? You're right. And it causes you to just sit there and think differently and just say, like, and, and sometimes even just that 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 reminder that, you know what? I got this. There's no punches. I mean, there's no no hold, no holds, no holds bar when, when it comes to, to, to us in, in conversations. I think that's the key is no filter. Yeah. There is no filter that I do not know what I'm going to hear when I ask a question or when I ask for advice. But there are two things that are very, very prevalent because I listen. That means I have an inherent, huge, solid level of trust that I have for the person that I'm talking to because I'm listening. I didn't call to debate, I call because I need this person's perspective. So I think it, like what, what Corey was saying, you know, I can piggyback on what Corey was saying. We know who each other are on our best days and on our worst days. And when we see each other on our worst days, we try to steer each other towards our best days because we know it's possible. So because we have that trust, we listen to each other. And I think having the no filter and knowing each other means I know if Gerald says to me, you fucking up. Gerald's not going to say that to everybody. There's some people Gerald wouldn't even waste his time saying that. So I know if he's saying that to me, that I need to shut up and listen. Because he's saying it to me. That's, that's his way of saying, dude, you're kind of important to me. So I'm going to tell you some things about you you need to know so you can fix it. And this is how I'm going to tell you. If I if I call Cuzzo, same thing, or even Corey. Corey's going to help you talk it through, right? Corey is very good at, like, you can talk it through from beginning to end. Cuzzo, same way. Talk it through from beginning to end, right? But I wouldn't listen to the criticism unless I trusted the fact that they're telling me this because they want the best for me. And if you have that kind of trust, the hard conversations are easy because it's it's only hard if you don't agree. Right. Mm -hmm. If you listen to somebody you trust and they telling you some things and you realize you're right, I'm messing up. Now you can go on about your day. So the hard conversations are made easier, I think, because of our trust level and the fact that we are willing to be completely no filter. I know you're not bullshit, but you're not trying to sugarcoat it. You're not trying to make it sound good. You're just telling me what I need to know. And and to and to to piggyback back off of that aspect, it's it is you know, you know, sometimes with certain people like, you know, you 
it's the approach is not one to where we don't get on the defense. Like it, it, it never comes from a place of where, man, because you know you got to do da, 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 da. like you're not you're not sitting there feeling like like you're not sitting there feeling belittled. You're not sitting there feeling like like you gotta like you have to defend your position. You're actually like really it's just it's like it's like I'm talking I'm I'm literally and that's why we would say that's why we say it's it's family because I'm literally talking to to my brother. This is this is this is this is my you know G's older than I am. So this is my big brother basically saying like you know hey. And the funny thing is is that whenever we have a conversation, if I'm talking about something, he'll always be like, "Well, you know, I hear you." <laughs> but this, you know, you'd be like, "This motherfucker." Damn. <laughs> All right, dude. All right, all right. And like, and it just, and it could like, like I could have been so mad about whatever the situation was, but in that moment, it was like literally I've been deflated, and but at the same time, I've been deflated, but I've also been been built back up. Mm. Now, Gerald, Gerald, just deflate you and hang up. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> like, Place you it hangs up the phone, but but it has an impact. That's what the key is. It's impact. I, I would say I will say that as a crew, we probably have like an order of operations depending on where you are in your process. Like I'm probably not the person that you would call at the height so what, of your emotional part because that's not what. So what I does do. that look like? So what is the order of operation? What is that? It depends on where you're coming from yeah. and what the issue is. So like and for how example, serious it is at the time and the moment. And where your emotion level is at the time and the moment. Like I, I for a lot of stuff, I mean, we all talk pretty regularly, but for a lot of stuff, I know I'm going to be second in the line at best if it's heightened emotionally, because that's not how I talk. Like I'm getting to the fix. Right. So you kind of have to have worked the tears part out already before you call me. When you call me, you're ready to move. Like you're ready to to take action on whatever it is that you're having the issue with. Like your venting session, you actually could call Gerald for that. You could call probably Tim for that. But I'm I'm I mean, you can vent to me, but you have to hang up on me. Otherwise, we're about to start fixing it now. Okay. <laughs> so there's there's like an order of operations to that. Like Gerald is really good at that. And he's going to start trying to fix it, too. It's just the way he's going to say it, you're still going to feel like you got to vent some more. <laughs> yeah, Gerald doesn't care how you feel. No, he doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't care how you feel. <laughs> Definitely. It's about what's appropriate for that situation. It doesn't matter how you feel. Right. Yeah. right. There's sympathy, but it's it's minuscule. Like like you like like when we come to talk, it's like you're not coming to talk to me to get sympathy. Like you're coming to talk to me so that we could have a conversation. If you're looking for sympathy, let me give you this dictionary. It's between R and T. That's where you find it. Not here. And that's literally like like how it is with with, with every with, with all of us. You know, like I know I know if I it's I know if I call G about something that I'm gonna get the very well thought out aspect. I know if I call Big Tone, we talking about something, right? I'm gonna get I'm gonna get like I'm gonna get philosophical slash street. Let's go to war. Right, exactly. Like 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 right like <laughs> Like tone, like tone, tone is literally like okay. I hear you, so you know we gotta fuck somebody up. Like not like no, dude. We don't have to like okay. I'm, 
if, if need be, you know, I'm like, bride, like we just, that's not it. Gerald. Yeah. Gerald is very short. Gerald's very short to, to the point. Here's the thing. In, in Gerald's defense, Gerald is very brief. The one thing that I have really learned from Gerald, like, and I can honestly say that in talking to him with Gerald, it's not about fault. No. And I'm, lear- I'm learning that. And I've really learned that from him. It's not yeah. about fault. Yeah. You call Gerald with a problem and Gerald will discuss the issue with you. And he wants you to understand what you did wrong. Right. Right. In the situation. He also wants you to understand why you're human, why you made the choice you made. You're not a horrible person because you made this choice. Right. Like you are. okay. you might not be 100 percent right for what you did, but you're not wrong either. This was the choice you felt like you needed to make in that moment. So now, because this is your new facts, now, because if I'm having a conversation with Gerald about, let's say, a relationship, and I'm like, well, I don't know if I want to be in it, so I think I'm feeling somebody else. You're talking to Gerald, Gerald will let you know that, hey, listen, you if this is how you feel, this is your truth. So let's embrace this truth. If you feel like this ain't the right person for you, let's stop having conversations about how to work that out. And let's start having conversations about what you really want. I respect and appreciate that so much because for me, my brain is always working 24 hours a day. I don't always have the time to filter through everything. Sometimes I just need to hear dude switch from A to B. Right, right. And so I'm appreciative of, of that. Yeah. That's the last compliment you're going to get out of me tonight, too, bro. That's it. It's probably a record. See, Siobhan, they appreciate me. You hear that? Okay. It's our foolishness if you ask me. <laughs> um, how do you guys show up for each other? Mm. Mm. You got some good-ass questions. I know. I'm more than a cute face. I keep trying to tell people. <laughs> I got a little bit of crying mm-hmm. back there. I, I think yeah, I might leave with that one and just say that, I mean, we show up in sincerity. And I think I think that's why you get directed to the person that w- what you're looking for. Because mm-hmm. we're going to show up in, in sincerely us. And whatever your issue or your problem is, um, you know, whoever has that best light to it, that's probably who you're going to gravitate to for for the the answer or the solution. But, yeah, well, I mean, we, we show up. We always there, no matter what it is. I, I've never had nothing that nobody wasn't there. Yeah. I can I, I can sit there, uh, sit right here to this day and say I've never had anything that I couldn't show up that somebody didn't fix. Right. And that's that's why we 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 together for so long. But we we show up in all sincerity and all honesty and all truth, and try to help you from our truest understanding of your situation. I think we show up by being available. We all have busy lives. We all have priorities. We all have things. But I'm gonna tell you something. If I call Corey and I say, "You got a few minutes." Corey knows this is a serious conversation we're about to have. So he's going to let me know because he doesn't want this conversation to be interrupted. Same thing with Cuzzo. I'll be like, hey, you at work or are you busy? 
no, I got a few minutes because that's my that's my way of letting them know, hey, I need to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? I, I need to know, are you available for me right now? You know, and so I think part of us showing up for each other is is being available because it starts with that phone call. Yeah. I think all of us are willing to reach out to each other. Yeah, I think. But when we get that phone call, knowing that that person is willing to say, OK, you need me out there. Like I just, you know, you know, I just recently lost my mom. Seeing all of y'all there um, was huge. That was special. You know, that's special because the availability has to be there in order to be there for each other, I think. And I think we find ways to make availability for each other. It, it is definitely being available. Like it's a, um, when Tony and Amy moved, it was a quick phone call. Hey, you know what? We should all meet in Vegas. Tony and Amy are moving. Housewoman party. You know what? Hell yeah, let's go. You don't think about it. I can never forget that this cat, G, rode goddamn Greyhound, man. From Oakland, California, all the way to, to, to Jacksonville, Florida, to come and help family. He ain't have to. Missed him by like half a day. My childhood Bessie picked him up. He called, he was like, hey, I'm in the strip club. Right, you're right. <laughs> you know what I'm like, like, like we was on the phone and he was like, Okay, well, I'm I'm in I'm in New Orleans, like, you know, what do you want me to do? And I'm like, you know, we we here to take care of a family matter. And I'm like, Well, hold on. I put him on the phone with moms. And she asked him, she was like, Well, do you wanna stay in New Orleans and we'll just pick you up on the way back. She's like, or do you want to come here? And this cat's only response was like, where do you need me to be? And she's like, I need you here. And he was like, then I'm there. And literally the next morning got back on Greyhound and took Greyhound from New Orleans to Jacksonville, Florida. You know. That's why my knees don't work now, y'all. Sitting on that bus. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, who who hopping a plane to me, like like hopping a plane is easy, right? Hopping a plane is easy. You pull it out, you buy your ticket, you jump on the plane. You know how much goddamn patience you gotta have to ride a Amen. <laughs> That's a lot. Do you know how tight a bus, hours. A bus seat 55 is? 55 hours. You know how tight a bus seat is? When you think about it from one from, from the west coast all the way to Technically speaking, the east, but I mean it's down down south. But still, like literally, dead ass from one from one end to 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 the other. So I mean that 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 right there is one of those things of where I don't care where I'm at, man. Any one of these dudes call and it's just like, bet I'm there, man, because you need me. Just to kind of add on, I think if there was a, a word for it, I would say the way that we show up for each other is authentically. I don't I don't expect anything of you that I don't already know of you. And that's a reciprocated respect. The same thing happens like there again, just kind of like reiterating that earlier statement. There are certain phone calls I'm not going to get because I wouldn't put they wouldn't put me in that position, not in terms of a knowing we'll all know everything. But there are certain positions that where, you know, where people's strengths lie, because I really know you, you know what I mean? And. I think another thing about about this, why why I refer to them as as brothers is 
I think there's a certain level of almost admiration that comes when you have brothers that act like they have to earn it daily. Like that if they were to, if you had a brother that acted like blood didn't mean anything, I had to show you I was your brother every day. Like imagine what that family then looks like. Mm. You know, imagine if you could never, imagine a mom who could never say, cause I said so, but she had to demonstrate maternal daily. These, I, these are brothers that demonstrate brother daily. So to be 100% honest, the, the way, and this is, you know, I, I can't speak for everybody else. The way I show up for them is however they need me to show up. It's with the complete understanding and like a humbleness that how I want to show up for you isn't the same as how you need me to show up for you. And that's a very different thing. And it's, it makes it hard for friendships to last as long as this one has, because I don't think everybody understands that. Like it takes a level of humbleness and a level of understanding to know that you don't necessarily need me to jump in and binary code this issue. So I need to sit back and see what it is that you need. That's something that I think, I think, and I think all of us do that. Like no matter how we are at the end of the day, we show up lovingly is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be mad because you didn't get the phone call. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So we're wrapping this up. I thank you guys for, of course, being on. So kind of going off of what Corey said, and I believe in um, definitely giving people their flowers while they can smell them. I would like each of you to describe what each person on here means to you in one word. One word? A couple of minutes of it. One word. (laughs) One word. That's hard. Go ahead, Fleming. Yeah, really. (laughs) That was how it's done, dog. (laughs) Go first. No, mm-mm. yeah, it's your damn show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so therefore, I go last. Got that, <laughs> Gerald. <Ooh>. Really? <clears throat> okay, I refuse for you not to go first on this, but mm-mm. like this is so you. <laughs> Um, I will put oh God, I'm a, I'm a, I'll attempt, but okay, to take the lead. But if I fall short, here it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> only one word. Uh, one word. I, I know, but <laughs> you know, I got, because I got an open public get... school education. You know, I got limited words. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think I, I got that book too, Gerald. I got that book. Uh, <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> that should make it easier uh, for us since it was um, only like nine words in there. No. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> no uh, Just pick one of them nine, dog. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Corey, steadfast. Hmm. Hmm. G, wisdom. And Stouffer. Uh, see, that's not one word, but oh, heart. The boy got heart. Yeah. See? Okay, Corey. So, 
dedication <laughs> for Gerald I would say honor and for G I would say family hi G you I did not seem easy but I didn't know what time was gonna be but <laughs> and, oh, and please don't use what's already been said that's not fair. Who are, who are Fleming? Mm-mm. Yeah, it gotta be. Uh-uh. G. Oh, no, gotta... it's G. I said so, so G. Na- I so said did you na- really sit sideways to tell me to go next? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I can do this. Um, <laughs> let's see. Cuzzo Fleming, I would definitely say passionate. Um, Corey, I would say inspirational, and Gerald, I would without a doubt just say solid, like in every way, solid. Gerald, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fleming. You rehearsed it. Solid as a rock. Yes, it is. That's right. You heard it. You heard it. Um. Oh gosh. <laughs> Corey. Creative. Gerald. Forward thinker. Um. And G. Uh, foundation. Mm. Foundation. That's dope. That's dope. Well, <laughs> thank y'all for having. Thank, me. Yes, thank you guys <laughs> for participating. Um, final thoughts. Let's go with Corey. For real? No, it's, it's just never. It's never gonna be the dude responsible for the show who goes first. Huh? It's just never gonna be that. Okay. No, sir. <laughs> so you know how many episodes I have to where they hear me. So yeah. Fair enough. Fair yep. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. So, uh, final thoughts is just that that's, I appreciate you guys, uh, doing this episode for one. Um, and it's, it just gives me a deeper appreciation for the kind of relationship that, that we have, especially in, in these times where stuff like that doesn't get celebrated enough. It's like every other thing that you hear or see is, is negative. So sometimes you can take things like this for granted if you're not really paying attention. Like the fact that all of us at all times have somebody who's just a phone call away at all times, like literally. And I know, you know, not to get too deep with it or anything like that, but I mean, how many lives could have been saved as a result of somebody just knowing that? You know, that I'm never by myself. Even if I wanted to be, I could, because they won't let me. Yeah, just appreciate this episode for for giving me the opportunity to 
to realize how blessed I am and how uh, how appreciative I am of these relationships being in place. So that would be my final thought. Gerald? Um, short and sweet. Life is a classroom. Every day is a lesson. It's up to you to learn it and learn it well. You're going to go through it. You're going to fuck it up. It's all right. The key, and I think is what makes us successful, make this bond successful is we choose to deal with our own shit. When you deal with your own shit, you, you can be a genuine help to everybody else that you come in contact with. And that's all I got to say. It's preaching. Preach. Um, I guess, let's see, final thoughts. So first of all, I would just like to say I appreciate the men that you guys are, because um, I've watched y'all grow up. You know, y'all watched me grow up. And to see the men that you guys are, the fathers that you guys are, is, you know, tremendous. And it really helps me to kind of realize that we're not the exception. Um, a lot of people might look at us and think we're the exception. You take this many black men who have that kind of relationship and have that kind of relationship with each other's kids. And we're the exception. We're not the exception. We're the rule. We're the freaking TV show, dude. We are. We're the TV show. We just don't realize it. And as long as we teach our kids that and teach our kids to have that kind of respect for each other and understanding and appreciation for family, then pretty soon what, what people thought was the exception will finally be the rule, which is what it should be. Because this should not just be a, a thing that some brothers should experience it. It should be something that everybody should. Everybody should know that I have 10 or 12 people that I can call in my corner and I know they got me. Um, that kind of security is priceless. So that's me. Flynn. Yeah. Um... These are my siblings, man. So when y'all hear me talk about, I don't feel like an only child. No matter, no matter where I'm at, no matter how far I go, no matter how close I am, they're always there. A phone call away, a plane ride away, they're there. And I am thankful to have every last one of them in my life. I could not imagine it without him. I don't want to imagine it without him, period. So I'm thankful that you all took time to come on to the show. I am thankful to call y'all family. I'm honored to call y'all to call y'all my brothers. And this is it. So, yeah. You almost got me. You yeah, almost got I was me. I just Look, thinking I got, that. I, I was just thinking that. It's the quicker like, picker upper. You almost got it, bro. Like, I, like, you had, like you had five seconds left, but I was like, no, but see, like as I was saying it, like I'm 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 right there with y'all because as I'm saying it, like it's it's I'm um 
pacing myself because I don't want to, but um it's not working. We can hear it in your voice. Yeah. Right, we can so hear it in your voice, but okay. <laughs> and that's, and you that's, can try if you want to. But you know, you ain't moved me with none of that shit. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just humidity in the glasses, huh? Right, that's all. <laughs> I'm sweating, my eyes are sweating. The one thing that always stands out in my mind is one, if I if I could and and actually you know what I'm gonna ask that question I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say what mine is but it's the one thing I, in in our entire time of knowing each other that stands out in my mind most and and it's the day that we were standing in G's hotel room the day you were getting getting ready to get hitched right and Seth stood there for a second and was like damn and we was all like what and after Cat sat there and he said you know what. I'm so thankful that we had an opportunity to make it to a wedding before we ever made it to a funeral. That's real. Hmm. That's real. Hello. Hello. Yes, Here. sir. You know, that's real. Thank you for listening to our show. Make sure you visit our website at fathershould.org. Follow us at Fathershould Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Fathershould underscore PC on Twitter. 